Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. My favorite moment of metal fans was this. Uh, there's a band called Judas Priest. You guys know the band Judas Priest? Yeah. Now... This band, Judas Priest, has a singer called Rob Halford, but his nickname is the Metal God. He's the most metal of all heavy metal singers, right? But about 10 years ago, he came out of the closet as a gay man, right? And did any metal fan care that he was a gay guy? Anybody? They don't care? Nope. Nobody cared. Do you care, sir? Nope. You might even got a little excited in a way. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is a little weird having the singer of a metal band be gay. It's like being the straight guy in the village people, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like being the guy with the most teeth at a Willie Nelson concert. <laughs> I just started thinking about some of the original versions of some of their songs. Like instead of Rock Hard, Ride Free, probably Rock Hard, Ride Me. <laughs> instead of heading out to the highway, it's probably heading out to the Hershey Highway. <laughs> and of course their biggest hit, You've Got Another Thing Coming. Don't get it in my eyes. <laughs> Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the six degrees from Eddie Trunk, Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, Luce. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. And actually, I should rephrase it. I think you're, is it two degrees or one degree away? <laughs> it Eddie? might be one. I'm not sure. Yeah. One or two. 
So what are we talking about here today? Well, um, you're one of the few people who have been aware of what uh, I've been doing behind the scenes for the past few weeks, and uh, I'm happy to announce that I can kind of go full with my full um, investigative research into whether or not Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak are Eskimo brothers. <laughs> okay, what's the answer? Yes. Oh, okay. no, I'm not even sure. I, it went horribly. <laughs> you use that, um, what's that website where you can go back and, and you're all your uh, history. <laughs> I, I have no idea. You know what I'm talking about. I what, do what's not. Your ancestor, no, it's Ancestry.com. Oh, Ancestry.com. No, there you go. God. All right. I don't, the, do you know what an Eskimo qu- brother is? <laughs> the, the question is if the Eskimo kiss, which is kind of cute. They just rub noses together, I think. Yeah, I think you should Google Eskimo brother. Um, no, I'm, oh, does it mean something different? I don't even know what it means. So you, sh- you should Google it and then just only will post your reaction, not explain it. All right, later. Too, okay. too many things. Too yeah, much multitasking. Too much going on here because I actually was doing some work and it did take a lot to put together. Uh, I had an interview with Don Jameson and uh, I would like to oh, say yeah. I think it went pretty well. It absolutely did. I've already heard it and it was. Very entertaining, start to finish. The guy's a great interview. Period. He really is, yeah. Uh, unlike, he, he has a lot in common with Doyle that way. <laughs> he said, if you had a chart, there's like a there's like the spectrum <laughs> of, of inter- quality of interviews, and there's Doyle on one end and, <laughs> and, uh, and Don at the other end. No doubt. I mean, talk about two interviews in a, in a, to, to post in a row that are complete polar opposites. So. Yeah, if, if you want to hear nine minutes of an interview that's unintentionally funny, uh, check out my interview <laughs> with Doyle. You know, I remember writing out all the questions and stuff that I would kind of bounce around with. I figure I got at least 20 minutes to a half hour here. I probably won't even get to all of it. I ran out, and that's how I got to asking him about his dog and his cat. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. That's the only scoop you got on that. But, but James yeah, was well, the opposite. I left a lot on the table, uh, stuff I wasn't able to get into. But he was he was a lot of fun. Um, we do a little throwdown at the end, a little tease for you. He touches it. on his new album, Communication Breakdown, which is out by the time you hear this, April twenty first, and uh, on Middle Blade Records. So, yeah, and. and- you know, it's also, you know, we only have Jim Florentine left. I mean, we've had Eddie Trunk on our show several times. <laughs> you know, now we got Don. And uh, actually, uh, Florentine is coming to Herman's Hideaway here in Denver. Uh, you got to get it. Here. Get him. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that was that we got to do the, you know, all three. So, yeah, man. And, and you know, it kind of goes the whole thing. You guys talk about busting Eddie Trunk's balls a little bit about having mm-hmm. fun just like we have and uh I I thought one of the coolest stories that wasn't like a real funny story but just a I guess a little factoid is the background on a certain song by Megadeth mm. that I never knew about. Yep, that's in there. Yeah, I that's how I found out too. So, and, one and of my I favorite albums, Dipshit Metalheads from Minnesota my whole life. I can't believe some asshole didn't tell me that story. Yeah. But uh, you want to get into this or anything else you want to say? No, uh, thank you to Don um, and uh, his assistant Meredith for setting it up. Uh, thank you to our friend uh, Josh Toomey, who uh, also gave me an assist in giving me the contact info when I was getting stymied. Uh, but, it, yeah, it was a little bit of a back and forth. It was supposed to happen in person, but uh, his Friday night show got canceled. He explains it in the episode. And then Saturday was kind of a train wreck for both of us to line it up. So we did it over the phone about a week later. That's the short story. 
No, absolutely. It's a great, great. Uh, I wouldn't even call it an interview. I'd just say it's a great conversation. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very. Uh, it was. It was really easy. He. 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 Again, he's perfect. He just. He. He tells a story, and by the time he's halfway through it, you already got a couple things to follow up with. But yeah. anyway, I hope everybody likes it as much as I did. So, and what's the name of the the new album coming out again? Uh, once again, it's called Communication Breakdown. It's out on April twenty first, and like I said, if you're listening to this, it's already out. Uh, just Google Don Jameson. You'll find his his page. It's, I think it's donjameson.com, but there's also a Facebook page. Anyway, all the links are there. It's If you can't find it, you're not trying. Yeah, and hopefully that metal show comes back in some way, shape, or mm-hmm. form, as you discussed. Yeah, he so, teased it. So, Yep. So let's get to it. Here's Don Jameson and Baco. Well, I'm here with uh, Don Jameson, a comedian from, uh, well, that metal show, obviously, a lot of people know you from. You have a... Um, a new album coming out on the 21st called Communication Breakdown on Metal Blade's Blade Records. I haven't, uh, other than mispronouncing words, I got all that right, correct? <laughs> that wasn't bad. I've, I'm, I've been doing stand-up comedy for 20 years, and I still <laughs> jumble up my words all the time. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's just part of the gig. If you're up on stage babbling for an hour, you know, eventually you're going you're gonna to become a little dyslexic at some point, so no worries. <laughs> all right. Um, before we get into all of this, there's one thing I really wanted to touch on. I'm hoping I can get you to elaborate. Uh, I, I heard a little bit of you talking about the your distaste for, or I don't know, whatever you want to call it, disgust for the Big Bang Theory. Can you can you share with me <laughs> what, exactly what is entirely wrong with the Big Bang Theory? Because I've heard other comic comics say it too. Well, the, 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 it's this. This is what it is in a nutshell. It's just we're in the age of nerd humor, and um, you know, look, I've been a, a rock and roll guy my whole life. You know, my favorite comics are Dice, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. You know, guys who are groundbreakers, guys who always push the envelope, guys who always walk walk the edge at all times in their careers. I'm not watching nerd humor with this goofy. You know, I don't even know what kind of humor it is. Like, I don't even thank God there's a laugh track because I wouldn't even know where to laugh at some of these jokes. Because I'm not a, I don't go to Star Trek conventions. <laughs> I don't like Star Wars. I don't like any of that stuff. So I don't get that humor. I don't like it. Um, so that's it. I mean, I, the nerd humor and and look, it's popular. Obviously, I mean, you know, recording an album, you know, in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, and they're all millionaires. So what do I know? <laughs> well, if if they if they needed a recurring uh, metalhead character, would you be up for it? Oh, oh, oh are you kidding me? In a second, I'd be, <laughs> they'd be my favorite people in the world after that. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. I, you know, as you go in your career, you you always want. I've been lucky; I've been able to do all the things I've wanted to do, pretty much the way I've wanted to do them. Mm-hmm. But there is a certain. I'm 50, dude. You know, I love doing comedy. I love releasing albums, especially you know on a heavy metal label. But the, the truth is, man, after a while, you, you sort of go, look, I'll take one crappy sitcom just to just to get some FU money. And then, and then I could just take a deep breath and relax, you know, f- for the next, you know, whatever is left of my career. Um, so, yes, I would definitely uh, I'd be, I'd be willing to take any kind of recurring role on anything. Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. So whatever show needs you, um, they got my endorsement. Uh, well, do, thanks, man. Do, do you think um, do you think there are like nerds, especially like in our age group, because that that find it offensive that it's now kind of okay to be like those people. I mean, like because I don't know, you're a little bit older than me if you're fifty, but we we you had to have a time in your life when it wasn't exactly 
the cool thing to to wear a kiss t-shirt or something like that now you can get them <laughs> at freaking target or pennies or anything like that you know what i mean well d- d- you know and this is going to make me sound like the biggest hypocrite you know on <laughs> earth but 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 you hit the nail on the head dude because you know what it is we're, you know us metalheads we're, we're nerds too yeah but we're just we're just cooler nerds you know we're, we you know again you know people in my age group we um, drink more well, we definitely drank more, um, but but we also, you know, we we went out and bought bought the, the vinyl, or or even the people who, you know, obviously still today when you buy CDs, but you went out always got at the physical uh, copy of whatever album, and you looked at the line notes and you studied them, mm-hmm. and then you then you got into the artwork and you you saw who everybody thanked, and look, that's just as nerdy as the people who put on a Spock outfit and go to a convention. So, you know, it's just a different type of nerd, really. Well, on that note, is there any record that you've bought at least five times in your life? <laughs> yeah, there's def- definitely uh, definitely a bunch of Motorhead albums that I have. <laughs> you know, a Brit- you know, like a German pressing of it. Um, you know, yeah, it's important to have all the different pressing. countries. Yeah, I uh, well, now that that metal show is canceled, I don't buy as many different versions <laughs> of albums as I used to. But um, yeah, I am definitely that way. Where, where I've got to have, you know, if this one's a limited edition, or if this, you know, like you find an album with the songs in a different order, like it was pressed in India, so you know the songs are in a completely different order. So you're like, okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta spend seventy five dollars to get that. And all right, this one has a bonus track that you couldn't get in America, so I gotta have that one. So yeah, it's again, it's it's you know, it's total nerd. It really is. <laughs> well, uh, you, you talked about the metal show a little bit. You mentioned it anyway. Um, is it is it time for the faithful followers of uh, out there like us, uh, or for, like me, I should say, um, to to kind of give up hope? Uh, well, I would say this. You know, um, as Ozzy said on the last Sabbath album that they that they did originally out of the first eight. You know, don't you ever, don't you ever say die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, d- look when we get kicked down and knocked around in hard rock and metal, you know, and, and we always do. And then, you know, and your favorite bands will go away. And but they always come back somehow, don't they? So sure. um, I would always say, don't give up hope. You know, we're we're trying like crazy to find a new home. In fact, I just got off the air with Eddie Trunk and we talked about a couple of options for a new home for it. So th- th- there's things happening. But um you know, I don't think anybody's. I don't think anybody will ever forget it completely. So hopefully, you know, if and when we oh, come back, and everyone will uh, come j- jump back on with us, because you know, we we would always also do keep the same integrity that we always and silliness that we always did it before. Yeah, and I I have to say I miss your sideburns. I just seeing them every <laughs> week. It was uh, it was such a thing. No, I, I mean I love the freaking show. Um, uh, there was one. There's so many classic bits. So there's a couple I wanted to talk about. Uh, there was I, I swear it was when you guys were doing like one of your top fives fives at the beginning, and Eddie was trying to make a of course make the case for his entire list. Um, and, <laughs> and I think it was uh, Detroit Rock City. He talked about taking you on a journey and then you just ran with that for almost the rest of the show uh for whatever for what it's worth i enjoyed that yeah i thought that yeah that was i think it was judas priest uh we were talking about the, the hellion electric guy yes, and yes. About, see how it did the song takes you into onto a journey and yeah and then i spread my arms out like i was mm-hmm. like i was the, the hellion from judas priest and i look i'm taking eddie drunk on a journey through you know through metal space or whatever, you know, and, <laughs> and I think that's right. You referenced it later in the, the episode time. too, but uh, whatever. Yeah, of course, 
Yeah, well, once he starts getting comfortable again, you gotta you know take another shot. <laughs> you've had Peter and Ace from Kiss on a couple times um, uh, each, but one thing that struck out for both of them is, is how confused they were their first time on by the whole throwdown, the premise of it. Do you do you happen to recall that? Like, I, I think Peter was given a choice between Bonham and, and Neil Pert, and he picked John Bonham. And then when it came time for him to quantify his pick, he just told like a story about being on tour with Rush. Right. <laughs> well, that's what that was the fun thing about doing that. I mean, that they, they weren't the only people confused. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we would pick one side and be really adamant about it, but then after talking about it for you know forty-five seconds to a minute, you could easily be swayed to the other side because the truth is, you know, debate and and doing lists and things like that are are so much fun and mm-hmm. they're so fun fun to debate. But at the end of the day, what you're really trying to do is just to just to keep the conversation out there and keep it going with all the people in the metal community. And that's what it was really all about. There was no right or wrong answers because as as right as you ever thought your answer was about something, you know, there could always be somebody who will make you you know change your mind or maybe, you know, just go back the other way a little bit on it. So, uh, you know, I was always the guy who had to sort of play the devil's advocate in that one, because if everybody picked one over yeah. the other, I, I always had to pick the opposite and then uh you always did well supporting role. ones that you could almost tell as a viewer that he's not really taking this side <laughs> well it's tough when you get you know we did once we did um queen versus queen's reich and it's like I, I i know everybody's picking queen and of course i would have picked queen but you know i had to prepare a defense for queen's reich and i you know i didn't do too bad i, I was actually pretty proud i i kind of i Kind of, I didn't get destroyed over it, but I kind of made a case for Queens, right? <laughs> do you, um, speaking of Kiss, do you, are you on Paul's shit list because of your of your relationship with Eddie? Well, I'm not blocked on Twitter or anything by him, <laughs> so I guess I'm okay. And I tweet at him once in a while. I mean, I follow him, and you know, he he yeah, you know, he posts some cool stuff, and then sometimes I comment back. So I think I think I'm okay, but I think it's when the times we were all out, you know, like together at the same uh, like an event or something, mm-hmm. then Jim and I would be guilty by association. But I don't, I don't think he gives me a lot of thought, to be honest. Well, yeah, that's probably true. But that whole thing is kind of baffling to a lot of people. But we'll move on. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm all good with. Look, I'm all good with the dude. I'm still kids. The first band I ever loved. Whatever you know, hang up he has that makes no impact on me as a fan. I still could listen to all my Kiss albums and love them just as much as I did back then. Um, and look, he he doesn't owe it to us to had have ever come on the show. You know, it would have been great. It's it's more of a disappointment to the Kiss fans who mm-hmm. said, "Hey, come on, we want to see Gene and Paul on the show." They you know, but they decided not to, and and it's all good. I'm you know, Gene's out touring, doing a solo tour right now, and I can't wait to go see it. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's great. Um, you, you touched on something that uh, I, I think a lot of it, I don't know. It just it, it seems like. Let me just try to get to this. Uh, that, that Kiss fans, especially, but just metalheads in general, like, like, like you, you basically just said, Paul and Kiss have given us more than enough. You know what I mean? More than almost any band ever has. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe he's not the most personable guy at times, but you don't have to hate the band because he didn't like something he said. You know? No, no, yeah, because that's it. You know, look, life's too short. Number one, number two. Like I said, he's not. Look, he's not putting a lot of thought into me. Which is, <laughs> you know, you think he's sitting home right now, going, you know, I, I know Jameson's got that album coming out this week. Maybe I should, uh, 
you know, send him a tweet or give him a buzz or whatever. But, you know, um, you know, he, he actually, you know, we took a few, few jabs at him over the years on that nothing metal bad. show. All, nothing bad, all in good fun. Absolutely. And, and he had the opportunity, I think, cause he, he'd probably been asked like so many times <laughs> and he was, he was speaking in front of a, a bunch of students at some kind of event and someone asked him of course how come you don't do that metal show and, and he, his response was oh that that shows a little like wayne's world isn't it <laughs> and it got a, it, it got a big laugh and and of course everyone started asking eddie and jim and i about it and i go yeah it was a funny line i laughed too i mean it, it, that was you know look we took a jab at him he took a jab at us and the truth is, we are a little like Wayne's World, you know. But, mm. You know, you definitely can't question where our heart is. We might be a little goofy and a little silly, but um, you know, we, we were what we were. So uh, I d- totally appreciate that. Was I thought that was a funny line, and I give him credit for that. And and I should not be holding out hope that he's waiting to see who Baco interviews next, and then oh, it's Don Jameson. So. Well, you know, you, you never know. I mean, like he's <laughs> he's you know he's pretty involved in in you know what people say about him on the internet so we'll see what happens you know we'll see you know that could be this could be good for both of us yeah okay let's hope so um the monsters of rock cruise uh you've done that at least once right added some questions on that yeah i did this is i didn't my i think my i've done four now jesus do you hang out with everybody when you're not performing like do you walk around the cruise and everything oh yeah of course yeah i mean i'm uh, you know they they're They've been so great to me, um, I, but I always tell them, listen, don't waste the big cabin on me. You know, I know you, <laughs> you, they, you know, they treat you like a king, and I, I love that, but I said, look, you can you're, sell that cabin and make some money on it. Give me a small cabin. Just, with a, just give me the smallest cabin, with a, and I just want a balcony because, honestly, I'm not going to be in there, man, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a waste of time for me to have a suite where I'm in there for basically just to sleep for five or six hours a night. So, yeah, man, I am I am out the whole time. I'm introducing bands. I'm hanging out with fans. I'm hanging out with the musicians. Um, you know, I'm swimming in the pool. Uh, you know, I get off and do the excursions, I'm, you know, if we go to the Bahamas or wherever. So, yeah, man, I'm active the whole time. The the guy I, I co-host the, the, the show with, uh, his fake name is Loose Cannon. Um, okay. <laughs> and we talk about how, um, we, a couple times anyway, how sometimes at certain shows, the audience can be a bit of an ego boost as far as making you feel better about yourself. Uh, you know what I mean? Metalheads can be pretty extreme. They're not always the cleanest. Uh, you ever run into any uncomfortable situations on the cruise? Cause you're just jammed in there. Well, if you're, if you're asking me if I've caught any STDs so far, <laughs> I haven't, but, um, have you tried? <laughs> Well, I use a condom, so I'm, I, I oh, okay. feel 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 pretty. Con- you sound disappointed. In yeah, that, I yeah. <laughs> I'm bummed now. <laughs> but uh, no, you know what, man? I tell you, it's uh, 99 out of 100 people that are cool. Yes, when it gets late at night, when people have been drinking since noon, and now it's like one in the morning, it could get a little hairy. Um, but you know, then that's when you go. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go to my cabin now and just and, and get some sleep. So, no, I really enjoy doing it. I'm a real social dude, man. I like to be out and, and be hanging with people. If I go on one of those cruises, I'm just sitting in my cabin. It's you know, like what? Then well, what do I get out of it? Sure, I get to perform and I, you know, I get to see mm-hmm. some great bands. But if the rest of the time I'm just stuck in a cabin, uh, you know, that's no fun. 
Well, you know, there's no way Paul Stanley's walking around the Kiss Cruise. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> now, in fairness, I'll just say this because we were kind of like uh, talking a little cheap at him. It would be a much different experience for him walking around a, a Kiss Cruise than, than than I suppose you would be at the Monsters of Rock. And I still got to believe it would be a bit of a pain in the butt for you. But Yeah, well, but again, you know, I, I, I build in a little extra time, <laughs> you know, to get from point A to point B. But, yeah, certainly for, for Paul, that would be a... Uh, It'd be a, well, that's why they do their own cruises, you know, because mm-hmm. they they can control everything. So, uh, yeah, but no, it, those cruises are amazing, man. I, 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 you know, again, not just because I perform on them, because I hear good things about pretty much all these rock cruises, but I really highly recommend it. I'm already booked for 2018, so right jump on. aboard with us and, and have fun and, uh, you know, dodge STDs like I do. <laughs> dodge STDs. Um, I'll bring my wife and we'll both give it a shot. Um uh, but you've obviously seen some. I don't mean to make light of this, but people have been dying on these things. The Def Leppard cruise, and then the uh, the I don't know which cruise it was, but the the guy who used to be in Boston died on that cruise. Yeah, you get worried about any of these old rockers that might party too hard, kicking one on. But you know what it is. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, that I grew run across, they you know they could put me under the table party and you know so um you know as far as you look a lot of our rockers obviously they're aging and you know we you know we always say god who's going to be the next generation of people to replace them because you you know you're starting to you're starting to go listen you know the guys in judas priest other than richie they're you know they're in their 60s and mm-hmm. you know some of these guys are now getting you know ian Gillen from deep purple i think is 70 like so you're starting to get people up into the you know all the sabbath guys are in their late 60s so you you know they're not invincible you know that's a you know tour being a touring band even if you have the best accommodations it's a tough living man so sure um no but most of the guys that i've that i've hung with um on these cruises man i mean they're like olympic athletes man it's a really you have to have special training when you're a rock star to really be able to like throw down hard every night and then still go out and turn it on the next day on stage man it's it's pretty incredible um you know brad gill is from night ranger it's you know if if i get hooked in with him on one of these cruises and and we get to the bar and start going it's uh, it's not good for me for a couple of days <laughs> brad gillis i would not have picked that one yeah he's uh you know they have there's a there's a phrase called ranger danger and uh he's pretty much the the reason for that saying because uh once you get in ranger danger with him it's uh yeah you're definitely gonna be nursing a lot of hangovers oh man a great guy uh, on the night ranger bit i don't know if you if you heard but kelly's not feeling the best so best of best of uh wishes out to him yeah we we talked with jack blades actually on there today when i was with eddie and uh you know jack's a great guy he's a consummate ball buster uh (laughs) through and through which is you know which is why we love him um kelly's definitely you know on the mend he's very he's doing great he just can't get out and tour right now but um you know those guys were also cool enough to let uh eddie and i on the cruise come up and sing sister christian with them backup vocals which i don't care who you are how hard you think you are how heavy the bands you like are oh i only like black metal and death metal 
let me tell you something. If you Night Ranger had to come up and sing Sister Christian, man, you are going to go up and sing, and you're going to smile, and For you're going to sure. have a great time, man. That's that's an iconic song that um, only guys that cool could let two idiots like me and Trunk go up there and butcher <laughs> one of their one of their biggest hits. So uh, I want the the raw feed of Eddie's vocal um, to be put on. <laughs> the isolate the isolated yeah, the isolated yeah. vocal. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, hey, you know, I, uh, as you know, I'm in Minnesota here. Uh, you played a, a few years back, I swear. It was a, do you, have you ever performed at a Opinion Brewing uh, in Newport? Does that ring a bell? It's no, a, it's no. a converted bowling alley. I thought you were opening for ah, shoot, like Faster Pussycat or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, sorry, man. Sorry, just got some some musicians coming through. Um, <laughs> No, no, I never did. You know, um, I, I probably I, just got it wrong. Then I am available for brewery work, but uh, <laughs> I was just out there recently, and you and I were supposed to to connect directly. Yeah, that was at New Hope, so maybe that's where I'm Hope, getting right. thrown off. Yeah, and that's at a, a, a Cinema Grill or something. I saw you there about two years ago. We actually uh, you, you you posed for a selfie with me, so thank you very much for that. Oh yeah, cool. No, I like that club. It's a, like it's a, it's in a movie theater, which. Mm-hmm. It sounds bizarre, but it's it's actually a lot of fun. Um, and then, but then I, you know, I got this wicked case of food poisoning. It's coming out of in and out of both ends, and <laughs> I had to cancel the Friday show, which I was going to meet up with you. And then, you know, one of the things I was r- really bummed about is the next day I had to drive to Minnesota to Jackson to do the grand opening of David Elfson from Megadeth's Coffee Shop, and I did not want to miss that for anything. About halfway there, i got to ask you, because I know where Jackson is, were you were you starting to pray that you don't have any car trouble? <laughs> yeah, it gets, yeah, there's, there's definitely there's, there's a lot of uh, crops and, uh, yeah, uh, uh, silos and <laughs> barns and things that may or may not be have been inhabited in the last 20 years or so. But, uh, and not exactly yeah, the uh, funniest people either, at least not uh, since the human race. <laughs> Well, it was it was fun to do the the grand opening of his coffee shop. He grew up in Jackson, which, mm-hmm. I, as you probably know, is just a oh, we're tiny very we're very proud of uh, Mr. Ellison in Minnesota. Yeah, and he's such an unbelievably cool guy. Um, I, you know, I performed at the coffee shop, and you know, we signed stuff for fans and took photos, and then we went to uh, the grave of. Mary Jane Twilliger, who is supposedly a witch who was buried alive at the Loon Lake Cemetery by her father, and that's where Megadeth got the song Mary Jane from I So Far, So Good, that. So What. Yeah, a lot of people think it's a song about weed. It's about a dead witch who's not really a witch. She was just a regular girl, but that was sort of the folklore um, of Loon Lake Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, and then the kids used to go up there and drink and like kind of tempt their fate, but you know, messing around with her grave to see if, you know, it was haunted. And I guess the, the story was the two Daves from Megadeth would go up there, and, you know, drinking and hanging out up at the grave, and they ended up writing that song. So we we did a guided tour with the fans, and we went up there and with a paranormal expert, and, you know, we were asking, you know, the spirit of Mary Jane questions and things. So it was just such a cool day. and I was still definitely not feeling 100%, but, uh, you know, thanks to Ellen's, Super strong coffee and uh, just everybody in such a up and positive mood. Uh, I had a little day and then I came back to New Hope and did my show at night. So, the show go good. So it all worked out, and then I then I passed out like a mofo and slept for like fourteen hours and came home. All right, um, you you tour with bands from time to time. Is that a tougher gig than like just a straight up comedy show? 
yes, it's much tougher. You know, it's you definitely in attack mode way more, you know, because people are standing, you know, they've been watching bands. They're sort of in a certain, you know, mindset um, in terms of the performance on the stage. So as a comic, you got to kind of, you know, you got to bring that. You, you got to bring what what's usually missing in a comedy show. I'm not the type of comic who stands, you know, with my leg up against the back wall and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys want to talk about now? Like I come out of the gate, you know, attack or attacking right from the beginning. And so it's definitely a, a quicker pace. It's definitely a, a, a bigger, louder kind of show. Um, and, you know, I, when I when I do something like that and then I go to a comedy club, I have to sort of like talk myself down. You know, I'm like, Don, relax. These are nice people. They paid to be here. <laughs> They're sitting. They've had a reasonable amount of drinks. You don't have to yell and scream at them. And then I could kind of bring myself back down to comedy club level. But uh, I tell you, man, I really love being out with bands. I think it's so cool. Yeah, is it hanging with them that makes it fun, or just the more the challenge, or everything, all the above, or? Yeah, all the above, man. It, it, it's really cool because it's a different, it's a different exercise. Like it's, it's so different than doing a comedy club, but yet the, this is my audience. You know, mm-hmm. this is a, this is my scene. You know, it's like I'm, people. I, I'm those, I'm those people. You know, if I wasn't up on the stage doing it, I'd be down there, you know, waiting for whatever band to come on. I, I always loved the days, the early days when a comic would open for bands and that was a cool thing. And then for so long, man, it was not a cool thing. And I'm, you know, I'm happy to be one of the few comics, you know, in the modern day that's kind of made it a cool thing again. Man. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think it is great because, you know, you, you go see a headlining band and sometimes you sit through, you know, six local bands and they all sound the same. And some of them are not very good sometimes. Why wouldn't you throw it? If there's a guy crazy enough to go up there and tell jokes for a half hour, why wouldn't you want that in the mix? You know, what's the worst that could happen? You go, okay, this guy's not funny. I'll go to the bar. <laughs> I'm with you. I've only seen it done a couple times and I liked it both times. So uh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, myself, you know, Jim Florentine does it as well. Jim Brewer is amazing at it. Uh, Jim Norton, you know, uh, all my Jersey crew, kind of the, the guys who all do it. Brian Posehn uh, from the, from the, oh, the yeah. West Coast does, hey, does it as well. He's so. on Big Bang. Again, you know, Brian, <laughs> but Brian's, Brian will tell you what a nerd he is. Oh, yeah. Brian's a, Brian's a double nerd. He's uh, a, a nerd nerd, and he's a metal nerd. So <laughs> We all live in a Big Bang world, apparently. Um <laughs> Hey, you, you guys supported Dio a lot, obviously, and, you, and I know you've been involved in some of the charity work uh, over the years to with the stand up to stand up and shout you know, cancer funder. Mm-hmm. What are, what are your thoughts on the Holla Dio, the hologram Dio? Great question because we I was talking about this with somebody the other day. I, I met the um, I met the guy Jeff Pizzuti who created the Dio hologram. I saw the clips online and I, I liked. I thought it was good. Um, you, obviously, as a fan, you kind of have. You know, you debate in your head, you have mixed kind of feelings about it. But, you know, he and I talked about it for about a good half hour um, at this uh, award show in New York. And he just said to me at the end, he goes, bottom line, dude, would you go see it? Hmm. And I said, if we're just cutting right to the right to the chase. Yeah, I, I really would. And I will go see it if it comes around, because I know the people in Ronnie's camp care about him they love him and they wouldn't let it be done in in a crappy way you know i know that it's going to be done 
you know, it's going to be done in a respectful, proper way. So, yeah, I'm thumbs up on it. But I, I totally get if like if you tell me you think it's the worst thing ever, I could see your side of it, too. Yeah, my uh, the, my co-host and I are split on it. I I think it's a little creepy. He's all for it. He he even thinks he should do it with some living people that can't perform as well as he used to. So, <laughs> See, right, that, he wants to break, I, expand it. Yeah, that's what I well, I was saying to Ed, Eddie Trung before I go. You know, the thing we've got, I was going to mention to Jack Blades when we had him on the phone was, you know, the next time a band member goes down, hologram them. Hmm. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, you know, they don't like have Brian to die Johnson. You, you just you, you don't have to die to hologram them. Just put them in there, man. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> like Brian, Brian could sit home in Sarasota, and go fishing, and yeah. keep collecting his millions, and uh, and then his hologram could be performing all over the world. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> so communication <laughs> breakdown uh, that comes out April twenty first. Um, Looking at the track list, I'm curious, um, what is finger banging about? <laughs> well, dude, if you're almost 50 and you don't know what finger banging is, <laughs> I can't help you there. Uh, you have to listen got to the album. A cheap shot. I guess I should have expected that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an album full of cheap shots. Mm. Okay. Uh, and vagina no-nos, can you give us an idea what some of those might be? Well, again, I, I think, you know, you and your wife might need some serious counseling <laughs> and therapy. Great. Now she can't you, listen to this. If you don't understand what the, what you should. Oh, should no, I get uh, I get that there are vagina no-nos. I'm asking, do you want to give us a taste? Are there, is it a list? Well, like, uh, well no, like, okay, well, there were, yeah, there were, so I saw this list um, on Twitter, and it was the top five, top five things women should never put into their vaginas. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, I'm number four. <laughs> Oh, I love so it. So that, w- that would be an example of one of the f- vagina no-nos. But there's many. But, you know, that's just a, that's a free one. You have to download if you want more. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's all exact, a little tease. So you, that's you, it. You, you can go to the jet. Ju- go ahead. No, you get a one-liner, and that's it. Then you got to go listen to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And that was good, too. To me, I think it's a very good tease. I, I'm looking forward to it even more now. Uh, and obviously, well, we we can you know it, it, just type in Don Jameson in a search engine. You're gonna, gonna get your website. You're gonna get Facebook. I believe it's donjameson.com, right? Yeah, and they'll have all the links. Whether yeah. you know, obviously, you can everyone it's on pre-order now. You can go to iTunes and get it, which is probably what most people do. That's you know the modern age now, and and that's cool because uh, you know there's a lot of standalone tracks on the album obviously for the rock crowd you know which would be primarily the people you and i are talking to right now there's a lot of stuff about bands on the album the Mm -hmm. whole middle of the album is all about rock and metal stuff um but you know there's also just regular stuff you know there's there's you know masturbation jokes a handful um (laughs) you know there's a a crazy story about you know me and uh kiefer sutherland uh a drunken crazy night where uh Let's say it ends with Jack Bauer giving me a hickey. Um, and so if you want to hear how that happened, you can download the track Kiefer, which is the first hit single off the album. Um, <laughs> and there's some stuff, there's stuff about drinking, there's just stuff about weed on there. I did have some stuff about the election. Um, I have a near-death experience on a skateboard. I have a story about almost having a threesome. I'm the only comic who puts where I didn't have sex. Like, I... Most comments would go, oh, let me tell you about this threesome I had. I have a bit that where I didn't, I almost had a threesome, <laughs> but it didn't go down. So that way I'm not bragging. I, I you know, I C-blocked myself on that one. But, uh, so yeah, there's a little something for everybody on there. I'm real happy with the way it came out. And, 
you know, I perform in Ohio a lot. Uh, that's where I recorded the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, those crazy bastards get me out there. Have you ever had to record uh, a comedy record a second or third time because the audience kind of sucked? Well, the, the idea is that you you know you always record multiple shows. So okay. so I had four shows that week, and I recorded all of them. But you know, the, for me, I always say I want it to be at least ninety five percent one show because there's a flow to it. You know, there's a natural mm-hmm. kind of rhythm to to doing stand up, and you don't want to be editing in bits from different from this night and that night and you're trying to match it up and make this, the tempo seem like it's the same and maybe there's less people or more people in the room and the tone sounds different and you're sitting there and you spend half the time trying to match everything up and then what you get is something that doesn't really have a good flow to it so this is you know my third album and they've I've done them all the same way 95 percent one show and stuff that i forgot uh, i can pick from another night which is good and we pop it in there, but yeah, you know, we do minimal editing, which is good. It's a, it's truly is a live album. And so have you ever thought about like doing like, um, Oh, uh, you know, like, uh, like pre-scripted bits that aren't live or meant to be live or, you know, I, I know some comedians have done that with their records. Well, no, I mean, I don't do like, you know, like I don't try to do like kiss alive one and two, where it's basically <laughs> a studio album and then, you 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 add in the you add in the uh, the audience from like the Super Bowl that year, you know, okay. which is well documented. I'm not saying anything no. out of line. No, but, but um, we're now both uh, been blocked by Paul Stanley on Twitter. I was just checking, <laughs> we, so. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he's but, listening uh, right now. <laughs> well, listen, uh, I, but I could also again, I'm uh, sometimes maybe I'm the man of a million contradictions, but but I'll still say those are two of my favorite live albums ever, even though. Yeah, you know, we know now that they weren't exactly live. So we're finding uh, that's pretty common with most of those records. I mean, there's some exceptions, but you know, like most live records, it seems like there's a decent amount of overdubbing. Yeah, yeah, um, the, the, yeah. The, the, the list is pretty endless, but uh, yeah, Kiss, Kiss was definitely they took it to uh, another level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the, the, that Frampton one too was that was a that was a pretty big offender too. I think mm-hmm. that one was basically almost a fully a. Like a sound check, and then they added in. I think that was the one actually where they literally put like the Super Bowl audience uh, <laughs> as the, the the crowd track. So, uh, but you know, that's when live albums were an event back then. You know, now mm-hmm. the bands put out a live album after every tour, and it's just sort of a keepsake. And maybe yeah. you take it out, out every once in a while and listen to it. But back back when I was coming up, you know, when the live album came out, you were like, yes, you know, this is going to be cool because it's the whole Certainly. it's like their whole career to that point live and you know a lot of times because production wasn't good back then the songs sounded so much better live had way more energy to them so yeah you you got a point though i think the last live release by a band i liked that i really looked in got into was maybe iron maiden live after death i might be skipping a couple but you know prior to that it was a pretty regular thing i would get into but that's a pretty. I, I gotta say, I, do, I think you're pretty spot on with that. I can't really think of a live album after that that's that was a must get. So yeah, it's it the the the, the live album, the art of it is is kind of lost. But obviously, with comedy, you you can't have a you know you can't really I can't really just you know stand in the lobby of mm-hmm. a building and start doing my act. I mean, it kind of depends on people being there and and responding. Although that might be. A good concept for my next record. Yeah, I think you just came across something. So there's no, like, Bob Rock super producer of comedy records that you try to get? 
<laughs> I, I, I can't afford him. Are yeah. you kidding me? Just, I metal blades already using me as a write off. Yeah. Well, Don, uh, before I let you go, uh, by the way, thanks again for your time. Um, would you entertain doing a throwdown with just you and I? I have the topic ready. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. I'm ready. Eric Singer or Eric Carr? Put two minutes oh. on the clock. Well, I'm not really going to put on a clock, but. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, but what if we pick the same guy? Oh, okay. Well, let's just see what happens. Well, you go first because. Uh, oh, I that's right. My, yeah, that's perfect. Role. I'm going to pick Eric Carr. Contrarian. Okay. Well, I'll, so I'm going to go Eric Singer because then we have nothing to debate about if we don't. But. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Well, look, you, you, Eric Carr, yes, is look, he, did he help bring Kiss back from the, uh, in a lot of ways? Yes, he did. But Eric Singer played with Kiss and still plays with Kiss for, what's he, in 20 years now? So, I mean, he's Something. got really, he's got the body of work. I mean, he, you got to give him that, man. He's been with the band a long time. He played with the makeup, without the makeup. Uh, he's got more of a track record. We miss Eric Carr dearly, but I'm going to have to stick with Eric Singer. Yeah, um, I will say this. Without Eric Carr, I'm fine with Eric Singer. It's not like Eric Carr is even an option right now because of his death. But um, I, Eric Carr really did change Kiss's sound. I'd say overnight, but I don't want to blame him for the elder. Uh, but <laughs> he he also doesn't get credit for inspiring almost the entire 80s genre of drummers. Prior to him, double kicks really weren't that common, except for with Alex Van Halen and, and Neil Peart. And while those guys are very influential, by the way, I'm just saying visually it seemed like there was something that he brought to the table that, you know, your Bobby Blotzers, Tommy Lees, all these guys kind of kind of mimed. Plus his playing, I think, is, is, is much more unique than Eric Singer. Eric Singer is kind of a, a studio musician. He's very good. He's a good fit and kiss. But out of the two, it may be close, but I, I'll, I'll take Eric Carr. Right, but again, you're right. I mean, look, he, that was arena rock drumming at its best by Eric Carr, but... You know, also Eric Singer, you know, he played with Alice Cooper. You know, he's got a little bit more of a, a body of work behind him. So, again, you know, I think he brings a lot of that stuff to Kiss. He's played on a few Kiss albums. And most importantly, like you said, he did not play or write anything on The Elder, <laughs> which is very important. People who hear this and follow our show are going to be surprised that I said that. I love The Elder. Uh, but no, I, I don't, but I love Unmasked. Just I, I love that record, too, man. Um, All right, good. Anyway, Don, thank you so much for your time. This has been a pleasure. People listening, a communication breakdown comes out on the 21st on Metal Blade Records. Make sure to buy it. Any last words or parting shots? No, just, like, just appreciate the time, man. And uh, next time in Minnesota, let's hook up and uh, get into some range danger. Yeah, definitely. If you need some kind of Minnesota <laughs> ranger danger, yeah, I know what that means now. Yeah, if you need a Minnesota Bobo, I can, uh, I can help you out, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. All right, Don. Have a good day. Have a good one, man. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 